Welcome to Family Folklore, a paranormal podcast. I'm Shelby Lane. Before we jump into this episode's haunted tale, we want to take an opportunity to announce our very first live show. We would love to see all of our listeners to come out to share a story or to just listen into some of ours. The Southeast Subang County Library in Corning, New York, is going to be hosting us on Tuesday, October 30th from 6 to 8. There will be refreshments, some Halloween-themed crafts, and of course, paranormal stories by the fireplace. If you'd like more information on our event, you can check out our Facebook group at Family Folklore Podcast or the Southeast Steuben County Library website. It's got all the details. We'd really love to have everyone come out. And now, on to our subject for today's episode. For this episode, we checked out one of our area's most storied buildings, the Lindenwald House, located in Elmira, New York. This building, built following the Civil War, housed hundreds of people throughout the years and has had many uses, including a home for the aging, an orphanage, and most recently, a haunted house attraction titled House of Fear. Mike, the owner of this property for several years, took an opportunity to sit down with me and discuss the house's history and its many haunts. Just touring around the house, hearing the stories, it's enough to set you on edge. With a labyrinth of rooms and staircases, it's the perfect spot for a ghost story. Cool. Um, so we're just trying to collect people's stories. It seems like there's a lot of history in this area, and this house has its own history, and I think people are really curious about it. So um, do you know any of the history? Can you like, yeah, walk yeah, us I've through it? Yeah, I've got some It's... It was built in, so, all right, let me get it straight because I always goof them up. Dr. Eldridge mm-hmm. had property on Euclid Ave, and he sold two partials and donated all the money to have this built. And he was one of many, some of them weren't named, mm-hmm. to have this built. Originally, it was two separate houses. Um, this house was built in 1877. It opened in 1880, 1902, 1902 or 1903, they connected the two houses. Okay, so what were they originally? So it was, this was built to house nine widows of the Civil War. Okay. But it was just the brass of the Civil War. It wasn't like... So just the officers? Officers of the widows. Civil War. Yep. Okay. And they probably would have been taken care of here. They probably would have been supported. Yeah. Right, by the government or by funding yeah. of some kind. Yeah, I don't know where that actually came from, but they they were they lived here. It housed them. Um, the lady who who ran an orphanage had something to do with this part also. So what they did is they um, coupled them up because okay. the, the orphanage was getting a lot more money, mm-hmm. and then they could break it up into because the elderly here weren't getting as much money, so they broke it up. They combined them, not that they both lived here at the same time, but they would bring the little kids over, mm-hmm. and the elderly would make dolls for them, and the little, all kinds of stuff. Huh. Um, so that's how it started to be like an older folks' home. After the nine passed away, there was a big demand for poor people in this town to come in and stay here, and they had to, there was a certain like criteria. It was like two dollars to live here. It was um, they had to live in Shimon County, um, and 
And that, as that transpired, it, kept, it just kept building and building and building. And in the 60s, um, they actually redid it. They put the elevator in, they put the sprinkler system in, they brought it all up to the codes then, and it became the start of Woodbrook, which is a big old folks home off of Maple Ave. Gotcha. So, so they started here. But before it became the old folks home, they wanted it to be, or not, the medical center, like St. Joseph's Hospital. Gotcha. This was a spot that they said. So that was the intention for it. Well, someone submitted it. They threw it right out because they just said it was not feasible. Right. Um, but. It's a historical landmark house? It is not. So you know of the, the concentration camp, not concentration camp, but the. The, um, yeah, the prison camp. Prison camp yep. landmark? Yeah. So. That didn't really have a whole lot to do with this house, but what they say is that because it was tied to the widows of the Civil War, that the people who died there and they're buried in Woodlawn kind of float around in here. It's kind of how it was presented to me. Like the jackals lived here for a year or so. Um, and they were goofballs anyways, but <laughs> they really, were scared to be here. Really? Like they would all huddle in a common room and sleep all together because they wouldn't want to go into their rooms. So they were scared of the place though. Did they have any stories that they shared? Or? Well, yeah, there was a kid that he was probably the one that destroyed the house the most. Um, but he, right up at the top of the steps, there was that room with the bathroom attached to it. Okay. That was his room. Um, it was the wall didn't connect to the second room. Okay. We put that in. But he would stay there, and he said that when he came upstairs, his toothbrush was floating over his pillow, <laughs> and he wouldn't go in his room. Maybe that was a warning. It, like, he, you don't know what I do with your toothbrush when you're not here. Behave yeah. yourself. <laughs> Either that or you got a foul mouth. Clean yeah. it up. Yeah. I, I don't know. That's a great idea. You know, so, but that was just one. They had, um, there was a kid that lived right here in this room. He had that whole corner, and he would wake up at night and someone knocking on his door. And he and they were weird. They didn't put like bed. They just threw the mattress on the floor and laid on it. That's kind of what they did. So being down so the road, he could see underneath the door that uh -huh. somebody was standing there knocking on his door. So he was like, "All oh, those guys are messing with me." So he would come out this door quietly and come around, and there's nobody there. And then he'd go back in, close the door, and all of a sudden, boom, 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 and he could see the foot, the feet, not feet, feet, just the shadow of feet, Uh huh. and he'd open the door real quick, and nobody was there. I have goosebumps. <clears throat> That's awesome. And so he was another one that didn't sleep very often. Yeah. I mean, but... And those are pretty different areas of the house. Yeah, upstairs. So it's not like it's localized to, like, you know, one room has a particular haunting. It seems like throughout the house, oh, there's the things that go on. House. So up on the second floor on this side of the house, the north side, we had, when we were building all the rooms, mm -hmm. we had metal studs, we had screws, the short little metal stud screws all over the place. Um, we were cutting in the doors and the windows. We had a construction crew coming in, framing up all the walls for the haunted house. And they got into this room that's above here. And all of a sudden you saw feet, barefoot, walking in the dust in the room go into the corner did somebody see that in real time like they saw footprints being made no 
They just saw they the just came saw. in and saw footprints. So you're at a construction site. Nobody's here. And, and someone's who would walking be barefoot? Around, and someone's walking around barefoot. We have pictures of it as it goes into the wall. Like it goes into a corner. And the toenails were really funky. Like they were like real long, funky toenails. But it, it looked like a person's foot, though. Oh, which yeah, is it's like, a person's foot. Wow. Yeah, absolutely. That's got to be a little unnerving. Yeah, I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, if they were, if they were mean, it'd be a different story, I think. Mm -hmm. But it seems like everything that they do is more fun, I guess. Just to kind of like spook playful. a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Playful. That's what Michael was saying. We, we were talking to him because he lives here. So we were saying, you know, do you have experiences? And he said, yes. Like they hear footsteps in the hallway upstairs. They know there's nobody up there. They'll, they'll hear things. And I said, do you, do you think that it happens more when you're doing work? And he said he thinks it actually calms down when you guys are doing work. Yeah. Because whoever is here likes that the house is being kept up. Yeah, I, I don't know if they like that it was a haunted house. Which would make sense. That's yeah. pretty... I mean, looking at, like, what is still set up with a haunted house that we got to see, like, it completely devalues the beautiful property. And if right, you had lived right. here... <clears throat> so I had someone come here that was kind of a spiritual person, mm -hmm. and they told me, you better ask them. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, huh? Ask, ask them for permission. And I'm like, okay, I'll ask them. So we had this little app that we put on our phone. I don't know if they're right or not, but I tell you what... Everything that was said on that, that it, because it dictates what was said like, uh -huh. electronically, yep. and like where we were in the house, like that was like spot on. That's incredible. So I had a couple of electrician friends of mine, mm -hmm. and I had a, a, a cop stop by because he wanted to see the place how it was coming. And I do work for the police departments too, and uh, so we get here. I go upstairs. I'm like, all right, come on, we're going to the attic. It's two o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. we're, we're just here working. You nice know? and late, you know, nice and creepy. I'm like, we're going to the attic. They're like, mm -mm. I'm like, come on, let's go up there. I said, look, I got this cool little app. We'll go up there. We'll ask them questions and, you know, this, that, and the other thing. And so I said, you know, I said, is there some? It, I said, we're going to do a haunted house here. Do you have a problem with that? We wait, and all of a sudden, it, you hear the and it came up and it said fun. So we're like, hmm, okay. <clears throat> so as we're up there in the attic, my friend gets a call, the cop. <clears throat> He's like, I gotta go. So he comes down. I said, just go down the steps and right out the door. You'll be right at your car. Okay. So he leaves. I continue asking. I said, hey, is there anything in the house that you don't like? Because that I was told ask them certain things. They might be offended on something like right. zombies or, you know, that Something specific. Something specific. Right. So I asked him, I said, is there anything in the house that you don't like? Waited a couple more seconds and all of a sudden, and it came up, police. Oh, he just left. And he just left. And we were like, yeah, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> See, so I, um, I've done a lot of investigations. I don't have as much luck with the apps. I think sometimes they can, like, sometimes people get great stuff. Yes. It's just, uh, you know, if, if it pertains to what you're doing, like, okay, that's great. I, I don't tend to have as much luck with those. Um, I do have a, I don't have anything with me, but I have a, an EMF scanner, and I also have uh, the, the scanner that goes through all sorts of stations. So it's basically static all the time until it'll, it, sometimes you'll hear a word. 
um, and it scans over something like 400 stations a second. Yep. So, like, it's really rare that you get a whole phrase. Um, but, yeah, like, places like this, yeah, it's it just the like only every, spots it worked. It just went right with you. It went right to it. So, Michael showed us something in the attic. We went upstairs, and he, he was like, oh, geez. I didn't want to talk about it. And we're like, what's up? And he's like, that chair. There's a folding chair oh. by the window. He goes, that chair, I cannot tell you how many times I folded it up and put it against the wall. It's always by that window. Yep. Always. That's amazing. Always. And it doesn't matter. You can take it off the floor. Take it out of there. It'll be back there. It's back up by that window. Yep. All the time. It, and that's... Like when we were, we were trying the, the whole mm-hmm. app thing again, and we were like... What do you like about being in the attic? And it would come back and say, the view. Oh, wow. See, and that's what and we said like, when you're up there. We said you probably, whoever it is, yep. if it was a widow, if you're looking for someone to come home, yep. wouldn't you want, like, the best view? And that would be at the top of the house. The view. That's what came up. And, and what was weird is we were trying to, I said to a friend of mine that was there, I said, just take pictures. See what happens. Mm-hmm. You know? <clears throat> Because we had a locating one too that would oh, yep. locate Oh, yeah, I've where. seen that, yep. So when we get up there, it's by that chair. We ask, it says the view. I said, just take some pictures. Oh, that's <laughs> cool. He gets his phone out and he goes, at the chair, to the left of the chair, to the left of the chair, to the left of the chair. At the chair, there's nothing. The second picture, there's a white orb. Oh, wow. And a nothing, nothing. So it's constant, though. So there's, like, constantly something there in particular that wants that chair there. Yep. That's really cool. Yep. We asked names. What, who are you? You know, this mm-hmm. never got anything. We got Alexander on this side of the house one night. Um, and we asked him, how old are you? And it replied back, count. So on that little thing, it had, like, a meter. Mm-hmm. So we started counting. One, two three and the meter started going up four five six seven eight nine and it was the meter was pegged and i went ten and it dropped right off so we think alexander is a nine-year-old kid which would make sense if there was an orphanage here especially in that time frame like child death rates were much higher then, so it's not out of the realm of possibility that children in an orphanage would have passed here, or been connected here at the very least. Yeah, connection with the, you know, the doll making and this, that, and the other thing. Um, They would actually bring some of the inmates to here to iron and do things for the elderly that lived here, too. Wow. I don't know if it was So it's just a hub of this community, really. Yeah, I mean, this was, this was a big part of it, and, you know, Dr. Eldridge, he, Eldridge Lake there, named after him and had something to do with this so mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a big historical like landmark that's been here for so many years and it's just yeah absolutely it's crazy there's also michael yeah. was showing us the crematorium in your basement yeah that, that was and a lot of people say we don't know what that was there for um but it was for the poor who didn't have any family mm-hmm. that passed away. You had to dispose of. You had to do something. Yeah. It was cheaper to do a crematorium than it was to do a burial with all that. Absolutely. So, and then if there was any family that were distant or whatever, they would send the ashes. And that makes the most sense, like practicality, especially in the 1870s, early 1900s. You don't have the money. Yep. And that's what you do. And yeah, it definitely has a different vibe. 
than the rest of the house. Yeah. Like that spot yeah. in particular, it's just and it's heavier. They took it out when they merged the two buildings together. Mm-hmm. But um, a lot of I had an older lady say, "Are the hoof prints still in the basement?" And I'm like, "The hoof prints? What are you talking about?" And she says, "Well, the rumor had it was that Satan's hoof prints were at the foot of the." So that is actually a really interesting legend and my husband and I are smiling because uh, when we went to Ireland, that is like a really common urban legend around around Ireland in particular um, that everybody knows and they'll say it's in like different spots, but they'll be burned in hoof prints somewhere. Um, so like we went to the Hellfire Club in Dublin and there's a spot that's said to have hoof prints. I saw them once, the next time I went they weren't there. So I've been there twice and I was like, okay, I don't know about that. And then there's another, there's Loftus Hall where there's a, actually a hole in the ceiling and hoof prints on the ground. And no matter how many times they patch it, it always leaks. So yeah, there's like really interesting legends around hoof prints, but that's a really, it's kind of a cool one because that's a legend that spans a couple different countries and like it's something that's very commonly passed down. And, and it wasn't just one elderly person that's pulled me aside and asked me. Really? It was multiple. And so this was like a really prolific story <laughs> about this place. Yep. And it all wrapped around the crematorium in the basement. And wow. it was actually outside in the hallway mm-hmm. to the crematorium where the window was. And the only window that's still there is the one that's there now. Okay. Um, but... Having that said, when they revamped everything, they saw cut that whole concrete out and connected this boiler system to that boiler system, and they laid over all of it. So, right, it could be there. It like could be there. You just don't see don't, it. You don't see it. I don't know. Interesting. But it's a really great story either way that like people in the area knew yeah. about this thing or oh, heard yeah. this rumor. Yeah. Um, have you heard any rumors about the house since you owned it? Um. Things that like you've been able to put credence to, or things that people have told you that they they've heard about it. But the old owners that lived here, um, the Woodards, uh, they had a daughter that lived here, and their grandson lived here with them. And they came back here like our second year of doing the haunted house, and they wanted to go through it and look at it and the stuff. And, and um, the daughter had a lot to she says when we moved out we had the book of all of the people that lived here throughout from when it opened all the way to present wow. um, and she said we had that book when we got unpacked the book was no longer there it's, we don't have it she, she thinks it's here somewhere oh she thinks like the book just <clears throat> stayed yep so every wall I open up or every check for the book, of course. Because I'm betting most of your insulation is what, newspapers? No, no insulation. <laughs> no insulation? <laughs> All our exterior walls is, is concrete, brick. Makes sense. Yeah, so you don't need it there. The only thing that's, you know, the interior walls, and they don't have insulation in them, so huh. maybe in the rafters. I yeah, don't know, but possible. she was like, that's really why I'm here, because I want to see if I left it. And I'm like, she's like, I know I didn't leave it. She knows she packed it, she but it wasn't there when she got there. That, she says that was a book that we always cherished. Like, right. we knew where it was all the time, and if we were going out of town, we would put that book in the safe. 
because she didn't want wow. anything to happen to it because it had so much history. Watch, when you get the house all done, you'll have it all finished and that book will show up in a room. Oh, show up on your bookshelf. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't that be that, yeah, that would something? It'd be. Hmm. be incredible though to have the history of this place. It's yeah. It's got such an interesting history. It's been used for so many things and it's changed hands a bunch of times. And yeah. and to know that like everyone who's owned it has had some kind of experience here, has heard about experiences here. Um, is really cool. So I had a, a guy send me some photos of the people who lived here back in the day. Um, and so there was a lady that lived here that was a out of the first graduating class of Arnett Ogden's nursing school. Okay. She came here and worked, ended up being a um, resident here, and ended up dying here. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So she spent her whole life here. She spent her whole life here. I, can't, I don't have that name right off the top of my head, but I did the research on it. And she didn't have any family other than sisters, and they lived elsewhere. So she didn't want to burden them. Mm-hmm. She ended up getting some sort of a disease of some sort, and it, it progressed, and she died. But it was just neat because she actually took care of the people who, when she was here working, mm-hmm. and then other people took care of her here. And, so and she, she had her own room. So she's very connected to this place. <clears throat> very connected to this place. And when um, Woody was here, he used to tell a story. He says, I could never tell that it was haunted. Like, I didn't, I couldn't tell people that. Like, legally, I can't tell people that. <laughs> and he says, but I'll tell you a quick story. He says, my wife goes out for the evening. I'm sitting in, this was their, like, dining room. And out of the blue, I'm doing paperwork. I hear the front door open, swing open, close, and a, he said a pretty lady with a sundress, bun in her hair, flowered sundress, walks by. And he says, I, I didn't know what to do. He goes, I kind of froze. He goes, I immediately called my wife. I'm like, do we have anybody checking in or do we have anybody here, this, that, and the other thing? And she says, no, why? He goes, I'll call you right back. So he comes in and he goes down through and trying to find somebody. He can't find anybody. He has no idea who that person was that walked through. So that weekend, their daughter that used to live here moved away and was coming back for the weekend. And they had their boy. So they brought the baby here. They lived on the other side of the house. Um, that's where they stayed. But the baby was still sleeping. They figured they'd come down and get quick breakfast and then go back up. So they came in here, ate breakfast, and their daughter went upstairs. And all of a sudden, 10 seconds later, she comes back down and she's white as a ghost. And she asked, Mom, Dad, who is the girl in the sundress with the bun in the hair? Because she's standing over the crib. Wow. So when the pictures came to me, there's one person that stands out in that picture, mm-hmm. bun in her hair, flower sundress. Oh my gosh. It was the lady that graduated from Arna. Who lived here for her Who whole life. Who lived here and died here. Wow. <laughs> That's incredible. Yeah. What it a makes... great story. That must have freaked them right out though. Yeah. To live here is like your home and then to... And of course they all get up and go. Of course. And she's gone. And nobody's there. Of course. <laughs> she's just checking in on the baby. She's yeah. a nursing student. That would make sense. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That's incredible. I bet if you investigated here and called for help, 
I bet you get a response. Oh yeah. I've, I've been in a so, few places where we've tried things like that, just because like okay, it's a we were at a facility that was a hospital, and um, there's like a hallway and then you know a wheelchair, and they say, well, if you sit in the wheelchair, sometimes somebody will push you. Well, we're like, okay, sure. One brave guy who didn't believe in any of it sat in the wheelchair. We went down the hallway and just watched, and uh, nothing's happening. We're there for 20 minutes, and he's sitting. So like the wheelchair, like that doorway, it would be next to a doorway, and. Um, so we're sitting there, and I was like, well, call for help. Like, you need help. Like, call for a nurse. This is a hospital. That would probably get you a response. And he did it. And the entire the, oh, there's six of us sitting down the hallway in pitch blackness. And all six of us, you could hear us, like, stop breathing for a second because you saw a shadow lean out the door and lean back in the door. <laughs> and we went, did you see that? And all of us went, yeah. And like the guy's like, what's going on? You know, he's sitting in the chair. We're like, nothing, nothing. So we, we get up and we go and we check the whole room. There's nothing. There's nothing that like pops out. There's no way. There's no windows that would be casting a weird shadow. Um, but you know, it was just a nurse. Like, oh, you're fine. And going back to her, her work. But yeah, that kind of makes me think of that. Like, she's a nurse. She's doing what a nurse would do. Check yeah, in on the baby. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. The contractors would walk off the job. They were like, we're not coming back. Really? They would come here and they would work like after dinner like they yeah. come home and have dinner with their family right. they come and put in like four or five hours and, and go home well they would go upstairs turn on the lights walk through all of a sudden the lights would go off they come back the only switch is over here they go turn them on they go all the way through now they're trying to figure out how to turn the fan on because it's hot they come back down walking around trying to find me they come back upstairs all the fans are on and I'm like <laughs> they're on guys they're like no they weren't on I'm like, I'm telling you, they're on. Well, you asked for them to be on. Yep. They're being accommodating. And they were like, nope, we're out of here, sorry. <laughs> and they left. I find the contractors tend to be a little superstitious. Yeah. <laughs> they were just gone. I'm like, thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for the help. Can <laughs> I get paid for that? <laughs> That's cool, though. So, yeah, like, those kinds of things are interesting because it will freak people out, but, like, a full-bodied apparition walking through your house must be yeah. on another I mean, that level. Wasn't, with me, that was with Woody, and that was his yeah. story. He says there's been many times I'm out there vacuuming the pool out back, mm-hmm. and I look up on the third floor, and there was two heads in the windows. One's, one window's higher, one window's lower, and there was one up there and one down below. And there's nobody in the house. There's nobody here, he says. <laughs> he goes, and I'd go outside and be doing something outside, and I'd look over. It's a nice, calm, no-breeze day. Swing underneath the grapevines would be rocking like somebody swinging in it. Not like breeze wise swinging, like swinging. swinging. Like swinging, swinging. That's amazing. What a cool place. Because you've got so much history on history on history yeah. that, like, of course, there's just stuff here. Sure. And, sure. Uh, so so you- we've actually had it. a couple people come in mm-hmm. and just kind of investigate a little bit. Uh-huh. Like, we started with the empirical. Too for the college, okay. um, I ran that one, but I don't. I'm sure I've run into them before. I contacted a few of them, but I don't remember. Names so they certified us as a haunted house. I think I saw that on yep. your website. Yep. So they saw certified us. They're actually coming tomorrow because they want to really? do another one, and they actually had quite a bit of stuff that um, that they heard, mm-hmm. um, like footsteps, pounding, 
a, a girl say, hey. Did they get it on recording? It's on recording. That's amazing. Yeah. It's definitely a, a unique, unique, like, just house. It's a maze. Like, <clears throat> as Michael was taking us through it, like he said, there's three separate attics and different ways to get into them. Yeah. And every floor, even, even the floors on the other side of the building that are laid out on top of each other, you can get turned around so easily in this place. It's huge. Yeah. I can't imagine, like, how you keep track of all the rooms. So my first job here when we got this was we were going to do the haunted house because there was so much damage from the jackals that I had to go downstairs because we had prints for the first floor. Mm -hmm. Because in 63, they had to have the prints for the sprinkler system and all Makes that. Sense. So okay. we had first floor, second floor, third floor. We had no attic and we had no basement. That was my first job here. But there definitely is an attic and so to go down there, because we were going to put the haunted house in the basement, I had to measure out every single room, thickness of the walls, you know, lay it all out. <laughs> so um, I would go down there. There's one light switch down the basement, and it's still there. And it says, keep lights off, or turn lights off. So I would walk from off of the elevator down through, and it wasn't like, the maze that you see now, like I can yeah. walk straight through that room, this room, that room, and I'm all the way over here, measuring this area, and all of a sudden the lights will go out. Turn lights off. This is 2.30 in the morning and I'm here by myself. <laughs> because Surprise, I'm, I'm out there. <laughs> so I would go back, and I would go, and the switch is off. Like, there is nobody here, period. Like, right. I just swung over because I was like, get one more room done because I need to have it done by two Right, seconds. of course. And so I go back, flip the light switch on, all the way, three quarters of the way there, and the lights go out. And I go, really? <laughs> and the lights turn on. All I had to do is ask. That's what that medium told you, right? Yep. Just ask. So I finish up. I get back up here. Now I'm taking my measurements and I'm laying them out on graph paper. I'm in the office. Previously, that day, we had two boxes, identical size, get delivered. I put them next to me. I'm facing the road. They're behind me, doing my work. All of a sudden, boom. One box falls off the other box. And I'm like, I give up. I, 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 I didn't even acknowledge it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I just kept doing my work. and. Because it just feels mischievous. It doesn't feel, it just wants attention, not... Yeah, that's it. It's like, what are you doing here? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, what are you doing? I'm going to figure it out. Are you going to be scared or not? Yeah, you know, exactly. Like, I don't know. It, it was... I don't know if I like what you're doing. Let's see if I can scare you out. Yeah. Nope, you didn't care. Okay, darn. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I took it. But ever since then, I'm, I'm fine with it. Him, on the other hand, uh, I don't know. He, he, he doesn't like... Like, I'll send him, can you, can you go to the basement and get me my wrench that I left down there? He's like, Sure. And he goes and gets his wife. <laughs> Can you come with me? I don't believe you. <laughs> and I'm like, Mike, it's like 1.30 in the morning. Why did you wake her up? That's to why, get out of the basement. That's right? why he's not part of the basement. It's 1.30 in the morning. He knows you. You're smart. You're smart. Yeah. You're going to survive the world. He's like, mm -mm. Oh, yeah, I'll get it. He says, okay, okay. I see him walk by, and then I see Casey walk by. And I'm like, what are you doing? <laughs> I go down there myself. Well, I would have went. <laughs> That's awesome, though. It definitely instills a feeling. The basement, for sure. Um, just walking around it myself, I can typically kind of take the temperature of a spot. Like, this side of the house is 
I haven't been upstairs in the side of the house, but like it's it's pretty it's pretty good. Like you know, it's not it doesn't feel oppressive. The night though, the night everything changes. It changes. Everything changes in here. They're more active at night. Yeah. And that's what we've kind of. I don't know anything about ghosts. Mm-hmm. All I know is they're a lot more active at night than they are. And that seems to be like typical. The day. Yeah, that's typical early mornings. Nothing. Quiet. They're like, sleeping. Real early. <laughs> like, real early. Like, I, sometimes you can hear four, five, six. Yeah. Nothing. Well, 3 a.m. is your witching hour. So, I bet if you stay from, like, 2 to 4, that's going to be your hotspot window. Gotcha. Typically, for most haunted locations, gotcha. from 3 a.m. to 4 a.m. is, like, where you will get your most crazy stuff happening. Um, but midnight's a good time, too. And, you know, like, any time after dark, like you said, they seem to be more active. See, with this busy road... They get a lot of noise from the road. Mm-hmm. And even at 2 o'clock in the morning, that's a busy road. Right. Like, you wouldn't think about it, but it is. But, but you're they also, get stuff. You're they far enough back from the road, and you have this great tree line. So it's not like you're right. getting voices from the road. You might get traffic noise. Right. That's what it was. Like, yeah. rock noise. Right. But you're not. You're far enough away that you're not going to get ambient noises from neighbors. Okay. You don't have neighbors. Yeah, we don't have neighbors. That's yeah. the other thing. So, like, if you get a voice on a tape... It's not one of your neighbors outside, right. you know. <laughs> so that's a little scary, but yeah, they get voices. Place. There was another, um, another. Who was that with WETM? Julio Avila. Oh yeah. Remember, he came with a group that. Did he write a, something yeah. about the house? I read it. I read it before I came. Yeah. Yeah. And that was interesting too because he found something different than what the other group did. Yeah, you different know, history too. They, he said names. Mm-hmm. Like he got names out of it and he got, it was totally different. And him being Mike and me being Mike, we couldn't differentiate. Right. And I was just like, oh, it's got to be him. And he's like, oh, 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 oh. Yeah, it's you. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, uh-uh. If the ghost calls out a Mike, you're like, which one? Right. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. You can always just blame it on the other guy. That's no, it's funny. gotta be good. It's gotta be Mike. That's too funny. That's awesome, though, to like have have the experience of like using the apps and getting yeah intelligent responses. Somebody yeah. talking to you. It that was like. the big thing. Is that everything that was we asked, it came back with something that was legit to what we asked. Like every once in a while, it would be like way off. Like right. and we were like, where'd that come from? And but but a lot of times it was relevant. But the times that. We asked something, and we were actually looking for an answer, and it came out with an answer, and we were like, wow, that's really different, mm-hmm. because it went right along with everything that we said. That's awesome. I like that like you're not afraid of them. That's really good, you know? Because <laughs> owning a property like this, I'm sure... I mean, it's different. You don't live here, right? So No. Yeah, you live here, right? Well, I, I, well, I can I tell you, during the haunted house season, I probably lived here for... Oh, two sure. months before and that month. Um, but yeah, there's many nights that I stayed here before you were here. <laughs> That's back in the village years. <laughs> but it, yeah, it, it's, it is what it is. Like, I like the decor. I like the look of it. I like yeah, how it presents itself. It's one of the biggest houses in Shimon County that's been here since forever. forever. Mm-hmm. And I mean, if you go into some of the houses that are as old as this it's not one in the greatest condition and two they don't have the history that went along with this house exactly you know who was here you know what it was used for which is 
you know, incredible that you have so much history because when you do investigate, you got yeah. somewhere to start. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it seems like you have some intelligent haunts and then possibly some just residual stuff. Yeah. Somebody walking through the door to their room, yeah. she's probably not even going to realize that you're there. It's just something that yeah. kind of happens on a loop. Right. Whereas, like, someone answering you or a chair being put by the window every time you move it. Yeah. Yeah. This it's, is my chair. Right. This is where I sit. Please stop moving my chair. <laughs> Great place. Well, thank you so much for telling us about it, and I'm sure I'll come talk to you again. I'll reach out again. I'll bug you. Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, my team would absolutely. I will. Uh, I'll talk to some of my team in the next week or so, and I'll reach out to Deborah too. And uh, I'm sure they would love to get here at some point yeah. and just spend a night and and yeah. investigate. It's such. It's. I'm afraid of getting lost in it. It's huge. But yeah, was, it was it's what was funny as is Deborah and her team came the first night. I'm like, here you go, guys. See you. <laughs> <laughs> Did they get lost? <laughs> Like we were over here, we were over there, but that the first time that they were here, nobody was here. Like, right? And I was just like, have at it, have at it, have fun. Yeah, because I just went through all of the stuff in the basement and upstairs. Yeah, so you felt great about it. I'm like, you're gonna get something, just let me know what it is. That's awesome. It it was a good time. It makes me think of the Winchester house only because of the way they were two separate houses that got connected, so it just seems meandering. Yeah. So it makes me think that of like the Winchester house where it just like it's a little awkward. It doesn't have much of a logic when it, you look at how they're connected. But right. really cool. But thank you again. I really appreciate yeah, it, anytime, Mike. Anytime. Thank you it so was much. Nice meeting you. It was really nice meeting you too. I am sure that the Lindenwald house has more scares to come, and we will certainly revisit this topic again in the future. For now, we would like to say a very special thank you to Mike and Mike for making us feel so welcome and for sharing your stories and the history of the house with us. Thanks so much, you guys. If you would like to share a story on our podcast, you can email us at corningfamilyfolklore at gmail.com or join our Facebook group at Family Folklore Podcast. And don't forget to join us on October 30th at 6 p.m. at the Southeast Steuben County Library in Corning, New York for our very first live show. It's free to attend, and we hope to see some of our listeners there. Family Folklore is produced by Southeast Steuben County Library, Erica Unterman, and myself. Our theme music is by J-Man at rmusicbox.com, sound effects from freesound.org. Thank you again to the Lindenwald House for speaking with us, and don't forget to like and subscribe on SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, CastBox, or find us on Facebook. Tune in with us on October 31st for episode 4. Thanks for listening.